1: 995 gold that's 833995 gold 833995 g o l d
2: pure talk believes in american values and that free should mean exactly that free switch to pure talk today and get a free samsung 5g smartphone qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text 15 gigs of data and mobile hotspot just
1: go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new samsung 5g smartphone again puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company pure talk
2: third hour of clay and buck kicks off right now got a lot to chat about 800-282-2882 on the phone lines now uh rfk Jr. he had a moment there and uh play had him on the show i don't think i actually got to interview him that day uh i, I know it wasn't the first time i don't think we, we didn't have it a second time um i was skeptical that he would manage to get very far the democrat party at one point he was polling somewhere around the 20 percent mark for democrats and now the more recent polls have him stuck in the mid mid high single digits, you know, seven eight nine percent, something like that, among Democrats. So he is not a serious threat to Joe Biden at all right now. Um, that's that's just not going to happen. Uh, I was skeptical that Democrats would allow a, an upstart challenge like this to get very far. You'll notice the media really froze him out, the Democrat media. It was conservative media shows like this one that were more interested in what he had to say, particularly because of his breaking with Democrat orthodoxy on Fauci and covid. I think he may have as much disdain for Tony Fauci as I do, which is saying a lot. Uh, That's that's a pretty impressive bar that RFK Jr. uh, was able to able to uh, to cross uh, threshold. He was able to cross so. Now we have on Friday, the revelation. I was sitting there. I just had you're just sweat pouring down my forehead. I'm carrying. You know, one thing you learn when you move: don't buy too many lamps and mirrors because they're impossible. They're breaking. They break. They're heavy. They're all over the place. Uh, what about how much many- books
1: weigh? I bet you found that out too.
2: Oh, I've I've uh, I've had to winnow down my book collection. So many times at this point from when I've, I've moved. Um, and, and so, yes, books are heavy. They're easy to pack those. That's easier, but they're heavy. So I'm, I'm dealing with the move and Clay texts. And, and sure enough, I've got the possibility RFK Jr. third party candidacy. He hinted at this, uh, very much on, on Friday. And we'll see now where this actually goes. It is my belief and people are going to argue about this a lot, that RFK Jr. has always had more interest and support from uh, disaffected Republicans, disaffected with the system, than Democrats. And that when push comes to shove, Democrats tend to be better at falling in line. Now, the counter uh, to that argument would be Jill Stein in 2016, who I think doesn't get very much attention in conservative or a Republican circles these days because nobody really wants to hear that without Jill Stein, Donald Trump doesn't beat Hillary Clinton, but there's a very strong case by the numbers to be made that that's the truth of 2016. So third-party candidates can have a massive effect uh, because the way that our elections are structured these days. Uh, obviously, Ross Perot back in the day got way more votes than, well, maybe would have been anticipated until the votes were actually cast and because of that bill clinton with less than half the vote becomes president clay how do you how do you see this because in my mind all the talks we have about the border and about the economy and about all these things could perhaps be nullified and biden could be effectively handed the uh, a re-election or whoever the democrat is if people think it's not going to be biden because I think that RFK Jr. pulls more Republican votes than Democrat votes. Where do you come down on this?
1: I'm concerned that you're right about that. And I put up a poll about an hour ago, and I just said if RFK Jr. runs as a third-party nominee and Trump and Biden are nominees, do you think he takes more vote from Trump, more votes from Trump or Biden? 11,000 of you have voted so far. 52% of you say Biden. 48% of you say Trump. So my audience right now voting on Twitter is essentially 50-50. And, Buck, I've said there are three ways I think Trump beats Biden in the event that they run against each other. Uh, One way was that there's just lower turnout. I think we have a stake bet. Um, I expect that there will be less. I think the total number in 2020 was 156 million, whatever that final tally was, roughly 156 million. I think there will be millions less people vote in 2024. Uh, so I think lower turnout favors Trump. Um, third party. I have been of the opinion that a third party helps Trump. I'm nervous on this one. And then the third one I said was Biden's health, that he has some something that is just so impossible to ignore, even for Democrats, in the next year if he's the nominee. I'm nervous. I, 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 the more I think about it, I think that RFK Jr. helps Biden. And I think we have audio actually of rfk jr saying more of his supporters would hurt trump uh than would hurt biden listen to this audio this is an interview that rfk jr did i think with the comedian theo vaughn listen
2: and then the other thing is that i take more votes from president trump than i do from president biden right so why would that help yeah. me yeah, it's not helping them
1: okay so, RFK Jr., based on the numbers that he's seen, if he runs as a third party, a lot of people are celebrating, saying, oh, this is bad for Biden. I think
2: it's actually worse from Trump. It is. Um, and I would say, you know, all along, some of you know this, I was saying, guys, he's a Democrat. All right. You know, he, he says some good things on a few issues, and I appreciate that, and we'll call balls and strikes on it. At the end of the day, he's a Democrat. He's a Kennedy. He's Democrat royalty. He's not going to do something that would destroy the, the Kennedy brand always and forever, and helping Donald Trump win the presidency would, would do that. Um, it's something that would mean that all future Kennedys, I think, would be looked at in, in a very different light. Uh, I, I don't see this. I, I don't think it's it's overly complicated. Or I don't think it's, uh, it's all that difficult to understand how this would, would actually go um rfk jr would get some people that are kind of in that libertarian uh question the system space in places like arizona and pennsylvania and michigan and those tend to be people that i think are more uh likely to go trump than they would be to go biden and he doesn't have to get a lot of votes to change the way this election turned as jill stein didn't get a lot of votes that was the other Correct. thing it, it can be it's where you get the votes which is also why a lot of this polling like I know everyone got all excited about this poll that showed Trump ahead 9 points on Biden if we do better in New York and California you know if the Republican party does better in 2024 in those states in a presidential sense it doesn't matter yeah what matters is i mean it's very clear what matters are these swing states and there's uh it's a much more complicated morass Uh, in the swing states than it is just looking at the national polling a year and a month before the election. Wow, we're 13 months out. I just realized that, 13 months out. Okay, so let
1: me ask you this, Buck. If you and I both agree that RFK Jr. helps Biden more than he helps Trump, how strategic do you think? So the report is, let me also add this. I don't think we said it yet. Mediaite reported that RFK Jr. is going to announce third-party run on October 9th. That would be, what, next Monday? So one week from today. That's a long run-up. I don't know what he's hoping to get in the meantime. It feels like that's a calculated leak. Maybe it's a desire to negotiate in some way. That's what I always think. When people say, I'm going to do something in 10 days or 12 days, I'm always like, what do they actually want? So I do think it's worth asking, if this is a leak that's calculated from the RFK Jr. camp, Is he seeking something that he could get from a negotiation perspective in order to potentially forestall? If he's actually going to announce, what would you do if you're the Trump team? Because surely they recognize that this harms them. I I, I think it could. I hate to say it. I think it could be the kind of move that costs uh, in all the swing states. And I've been hammering you libertarians out there. I voted libertarian before. I'm hammering Libertarians. If you live in Georgia or Wisconsin or Pennsylvania or Michigan or Nevada or Arizona or New Hampshire, what are you doing? You have no opportunity to actually elect a Libertarian. But in that space, you could definitely help to ensure that a Democrat get elected. In fact, if you go look at all the Libertarians that voted in 2020, if Libertarians weren't on the ballot in those swing states i think trump would have won the election buck so do you try anything with rfk junior if you're trump cuz surely they would see this data and say it doesn't work very positively for us and given how close this race could be is there something you could offer to rfk
2: junior to keep him from running third party i no, i'm just wondering i don't think so i don't think there's any uh, i don't think there's any way and and this is why look i Everyone knows I was very skeptical of this RFK Jr. thing early on. I was willing to hear him out. He's good on COVID. He's good on COVID and he doesn't sound crazy when he talks about the border. You know, beyond that, he's a Democrat. And and he got a lot of attention on conservative I hate to say it, conservative media kind of built this guy at this point. I mean, he was much more of a fixture on the right and getting time on on, you know, Fox and and on talk radio than he was on the left because I think that they saw at some level what was going on here. I think that uh, they understood that if he actually, you know, I I think that there's an understanding that he's really doing this out of a sense that he's upset with the system and they didn't want to build him up against Biden, but now I think they're willing to see that this is, as as the polls have come out and as the understanding of who really supports him has become more clear, Uh, he's gonna hurt conservatives i don't know what else to say they didn't want him to hurt biden and i think they're past that window now there was a window where he could have been a real challenge to biden the democrats shut him out now we look at this and we say oh my gosh if he runs third party he could hurt trump and we have to sit around and go yeah well this is what happens (laughs) when you tell everybody on the right this guy's fascinating okay so should trump consider
1: trying to get him in the cabinet
2: I don't think you'd take a.
1: DeSantis said he'd look at him for CDC for some sort of role associated with that because he was right on COVID. I'm just tossing it out there. If if we lose because of libertarian voters, you people out there who are listening that may be willing to vote libertarian. This is why I said, and this is why I'm going to keep hammering this. All these people out there who, if we opened up phone lines and said. Hey, if your preferred candidate doesn't win in the primary, what are you going to do? Everybody says uh, on the callers, they're like, "I wouldn't even vote. I'm just going to stay home if my guy doesn't win
2: or my girl doesn't win. I'm done." You don't buy it. You think they're just lying? We we can't. We it, it can't be held hostage by people doing the. If I don't get my way, I'm staying. Correct. I'm staying I agree. But there. those people, everyone are, can play this game.
1: Those people are ascendant on social media. All they do yeah, is run around. They're like, my guy, my guy doesn't win. Then I'm I'm going to just sit at home. And I hope the other, I mean, you people, and I've said this before, and I'm going to re uh, echo it, reiterate it. I think you're a loser. I think if you are engaged in the primary process and people say, oh, you don't, shouldn't call somebody a loser. Well, if your decision guarantees that you lose, what other word is there for it? Like if you're truly going to sit home, if your candidate doesn't win, then you're in trouble. I think this is going to get so complicated, Buck. Cornel West is evidently going to run as a Green Party. There's the talk that the No Labels people are going to put somebody forward. I think we may have four or five candidates on the poll uh, on the ballot in many states before all I mean, is said
2: and done. You ask what could be done. I, I think Republicans, if they want to be smart, um, need to you know, may, maybe think about giving a lot of, a lot of attention and help to Cornell West. Get him and make sure he's on every every ballot. Make sure that he's a real force to be reckoned with in some of these states, because that's 90 percent Democrat votes that that he would be siphoning off ninety percent plus. I mean, I, you know, he's he's only going to take Democrat votes away. I, so in that regard, I don't, I doubt that he would. Uh, I doubt that it'll actually happen with him. But in, in that situation, that's what I think would be best for them. You saw this with Republicans in twenty twenty two, where uh, the Democrats supported in primaries. And I know people don't like this. They don't like hearing this sometimes, but they supported the most um, right wing candidate. The the most, you know, right wing candidate. And some of those candidates lost.
1: All of them did pretty much. There was
2: almost no blowback
1: on Democrats for spending money to try to put right wing candidates on the ballot in many toss up districts. That's what they did. They spent millions of dollars to put candidates that they thought were unelectable on the ballot which calls into question if you truly thought democracy was in danger would you be trying to elevate people that had political opinions diametrically opposed to you probably not they just want to win that's all they care about and that's where i think republicans have to get more aggressive and have to get down in the weeds and have to get nastier frankly i don't i i'm so sick buck of watching people try to win by the narrowest of margin. like If you are trying to win on a last-second field goal in the context of sports, it means that you failed during the course of the game to actually put the game away. And it feels like every Republican election strategy in every toss-up state is, let's see if we can win on a last-second 50-yard field goal. One of our longtime sponsors, Dutch Mendenhall, of Rad Diversified, has released his first book. It's a big effort on his part. Smart read for you. New books titled Money Shackles. comes with Dutch's description of what these money shackles are. Shackles represent the financial hamstrings that Americans have fought with. Go to school, get in debt, buy a car, get in debt. Dutch believes it's the wrong thoughts and teachings. In his book, he'll give you the strategies to use debt to your advantage, tap into lucrative alternative investment vehicles to redefine your American dream. Dutch is on the forefront of the greatest financial change in American history, and he wants to look beyond Wall Street and see the future of alternative investments. Get ready for the redefined American dream with money shackles. Learn more at therad.com. That's T H E R A D.com. Break free from your money shackles. Visit therad.com.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America.
2: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional
1: bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world
2: conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons.
1: PureTalk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to PureTalk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone.
2: There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just
1: 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. PureTalk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America – for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile.
2: The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash buck and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk.
1: Buck, you know, on the RFK thing... Here is one question that I would have for you, and this is certainly uh, also very important for everybody out there listening. How prepared do you think the Trump team is for a 2024 general election right now? In other words, do they have quants and analytics guys looking at this RFK decision, which if it's made in the next week, could be among the most consequential political decisions made in 2023 period, or do you think they're so focused on all the other moving parts that they're not necessarily dialed in
2: on a situation like RFK Jr.? I think with Trump it is uh twenty twenty four is just gonna be like the basketball team where the strategy is give give our star player the ball and see what he can do. I think it just all comes down to yeah. Trump out there doing what he does and and everything else. Um you know, look, he, he has uh, I, some of the people now that are that are senior in the campaign um, are are veterans and, and know what they're doing. Uh, so there are some people around him that I think are in a pretty good position. But overall, it's just going to be about Trump, man. And, and, and however, he rolls with all this stuff. He's a one man show. See, that's my
1: concern on some level is I want the nerds crunching the numbers here on exactly what the impact is of rfk jr for instance in the state of georgia or in the state of arizona and making smart strategic decisions based on that i get the sense that we're kind of flying blind here you and i have the impression that rfk jr is going to hurt trump more what does the data actually reflect i'd love to
2: see real hard data on this Pay close attention to our federal government's Treasury Department this fall. According to former Wall Street insider Tika Tiwari, the government could soon announce a mandatory national recall on the U.S. dollar. They'd eventually replace it with a new digital version that will be very different from the currency system we have now. Tika is suggesting that the official announcement could come within months. He's exposing this government plan in an online video and showing you the three steps you need to take to prepare Go to dollarrecall.com to watch this video and learn what you can do so that if this happens, you're in a good position to deal with it. The website, again, to learn about this possible recall on the U.S. dollar is dollarrecall.com. Don't wait. You can learn how to prepare before it's too late. Dollarrecall.com. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group.
0: Hopeful says the border is too open right now. Does the president think that the border is too open? So here's what I will say. The president, on his own, without the help of uh, Republicans in Congress, uh, let's not forget, he put forward a comprehensive piece of legislation uh, to deal with immigration reform. Uh, Remember, this, this immigration system has been broken for decades, and it's been three years. That's been almost three years since he put forth that piece of legislation. And three things. There are three things that he has moved forward in when it comes to his plan. Uh, and looking at uh, uh, looking at the border, there's enforcement. And so we've deployed additional troops and federal agents to the border and removed or returned more than 250,000 individuals since May 12th alone. That's what we've been able to do without the help of Republicans and deterrence. We've had the largest expansion, certainly of a pathways to uh, a pathways uh, to uh, a pathway is in decades. And we've made clear that attempting to cross the border unlawfully will result in prompt removal.
2: So Cory Jean Pierre asked about what's going on at the border where uh, the numbers show Joe Biden is uh, I think I think about 60% of the country, 60 65% of the country think he's doing a bad job on the border, 30%, you know, hardcore left essentially think that he's doing an okay job. You have a couple of other interesting things that have happened recently with regard to the border. One is uh the the visit of Elon well this wasn't just uh, today, but this was uh, what over, over on Friday over the weekend. Elon Musk went down to the border, which got a lot of attention and and he's saying, you know, this is a huge problem and it is. Um, we effectively have an open border and people recognize that that is unsustainable. At least anyone who's being honest recognizes that's unsustainable for the country. And then the mayor of New York City, Clyde New York, massive crisis right now, fiscal, legal, cultural uh, crisis underway because of all the illegal migrants in New York City. Um, People say illegal aliens, and I say, I I think technically they're not really under federal code illegal aliens right now, although they will be as soon as they don't show up for their court dates, but the court dates won't be for a few years. It's complicated. But they enter the country illegally, so I guess in that case you can just say they're illegal aliens. Um, Or, you know, you could make that case. But... Eric Adams Clay leaving to travel to Central America to speak to leadership there about the migrant crisis. Um, You know, I I don't wish to be uh, overly like flippant about this, but if you're going to try to tell people in Honduras that they have a better future in Honduras than showing up into New York, that's not going to work. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever one thinks of, I'm not trying to pick on Honduras. Any of these Central American countries where you have a lot of migrants coming: Guatemala, El Salvador, uh, Nicaragua. um, America is a much wealthier country with much better financial prospects, much better, um, you know, economic upside for anybody who's considering this kind of a trek. So this this idea that we're going to deal with root causes, it, it almost is all based on. First of all, the fantasy that we could do anything substantial to change the economic climate in these or any of these other countries. I mean, you the history of U.S. foreign aid is a history of just abject failure and waste uh, when you really look at it, and uh, to third world countries. And the history or, or, or the reality of these migrants is that, of course, they're going to want to come to America. And a visit from Eric Adams is not going to stop that.
1: I, I think it's designed to distract from how bad the situation is in New York. To me, the fact that Eric Adams is even making a trip to Central America is evidence of how much this border crisis is growing. Let me give you a couple of uh, stats here, Buck. You mentioned the percentages. In the Washington Post poll, 23% of Americans agreed with Joe Biden's handling of things at the southern border. 23% of all of the issues in America today Joe Biden's approval ratings on the border are the absolute lowest. Two, did you see Bill Clinton came out today and said that the border was a disaster and they needed to fix it? Now, we already know that Eric Adams basically has said the same thing. Kathy Hochul has intimated as much, too. Correct me if I'm wrong, most of the time, former Democrat presidents don't come out and say, that any current Democrat president is basically creating a disastrous situation. The fact that Bill Clinton is saying this is, I think, pretty significant. It also, Buck, is reflective of how far left-wing Democrats have gone. Bill Clinton 92 and 96 would be a Republican campaign now, easily. Uh, and even a lot of Barack Obama 2008 would be a Republican campaign. Well, now, remember Obama ran on civil unions directly rejecting the idea of gay marriage. You couldn't even say that out loud if you were a Democrat now.
2: Yeah, I mean, triangulated Bill Clinton with a Republican-controlled House and Speaker Newt Gingrich was certainly more reasonable on economic issues but because he had to be um, than what you would see with with Democrats now. Um And the Democrat Party has moved far left. So if you go back in previous decades on social issues, they held positions. I mean, even Barack Obama on gay marriage, as you pointed out, uh, this has changed pretty rapidly. Um, you mentioned Kathy Hochul. I just wanted to to let her have her say here on the show. She says the border is, this is clip 16, wide open.
0: we want them to have a limit on who can come across the border it is too open right now uh... people coming from all over the world are finding their way through simply saying they need asylum and the majority of them seem to be ending up in the streets of new york we are always so proud of the fact that new york has the Statue of Liberty in our harbor. We, we are mm-hmm. one of the most diverse places on Earth because of our welcoming nature, and our, it's in our DNA to welcome immigrants. But there has to be some limits in place, and Congress has to put more controls at the border. Talk about eliminating positions for border patrol when we actually need to double or quadruple those numbers.
2: You know, why limit it? I mean, this is the argument that I've been having with Democrats on this issue, Clay, for many, many years now. I, I guess I I guess I would be considered a longtime uh, hawk on immigration or or immigration hardliner, but I used to always say, you know, what's the limit? And Democrats would never answer the question. They would never, and I would say, we're taking in a million legally every year. So how many illegals should we take in every year? And the response from the Democrat Party always used to be, the uh, the assessment that illegals. Are in any way a problem or a challenge for the country is racist. Yeah. That is what they would, that is how they would beat you into submission for a year under all eight years under Ob- of Obama, under the four years of Trump. That is what the Democrat position was. If you talk about illegals as a challenge for the country, you are a bad person and a racist. And now you have a lot of very prominent Democrats saying, yeah, we've got too many illegals.
1: And it's dividing the party in a substantial way. And I don't know how Joe Biden handles this issue going forward. Uh, I think he can just lie about crime. And as you pointed out, and we've said on the show, Biden was never a defund the police guy. So there isn't a clip of him saying we've got to defund the police. Like he can at least argue that he's relatively moderate on crime. Um, I I don't know if you read the article. It's a big article on Afghanistan over the weekend and I'm sorry on uh, Ukraine over the weekend buck in all of 2023 neither side has gained really any territory at all they they had a big graphic of amount yeah. of territory that was gained we were told oh just wait until this Ukrainian offensive starts in the summer it's going to change everything essentially we have a stalemate we have uh both sides Locked and loaded in their in their trench warfare, and neither
2: side is really moving at all. This is um, going to be a replication, unfortunately, of Afghanistan. Um, and when I was there a decade, oh gosh, now over a decade ago, it was apparent that we weren't fighting a twenty-year war; we were fighting twenty-one-year wars. I forget who's credited with that. Um, yeah, but that's the truth: is that every this this time around we're gonna you know we're gonna turn around the Afghan forces and we're gonna make everything you know we're gonna rule of law and you know girls in school and all these things right this was the every year for 20 years some version of that and and in uh Ukraine what you're gonna have is now they're gonna say okay fine we didn't you know we didn't do it this time we didn't have the breakthrough if only we give them X, next time they're going to be able to break through and you're going to get into this for years and we are in a effectively we are funding a war of attrition with Russia which uh, can put far more men in the field than Ukraine can that is what we are doing we are funding a war of attrition where one side can afford to lose a lot more in terms of manpower than the other this is not gonna this is not going to go well for it
1: so you start to look at the arguments. Maybe we hit on this tomorrow, Buck. Uh, there was a big Axios article talking about how now Democrats are concerned that labeling the worst economy in many of our lives by Nomics might not <laughs> might not have been a really smart move, where you legitimately take ownership instead of arguing. Hey, what what most presidents do in their first term, as they prepare for the second term, is argue on the economy. The other side, when they're taking over from the other side, the other side totally screwed it up. We're putting things on the right direction, but we need four more years to make that economic reality become a success story. Instead, Democrats have tried to argue, oh, Joe Biden came into office, and thanks to Bidenomics, everything's better. And every single one of you out there listening right now, when you hear Bidenomics, it makes you want to, you know, like make your hand into a fist and certainly that's the case while you're filling up your gas or when you're seeing what that receipt is going to be as you come out of the grocery store and so my point on this buck is this is why trump is the focus because i don't even know what you can point to after as we're coming into we'll be in the fourth year of joe biden here in about three months there's nothing that he's made better and the arguments increasingly are becoming even more difficult to make, and so it's going to come down to Trump is a felon, and they're going to take away your right to have an abortion. Uh, that's going to be the, the entire Democrat argument.
2: It's it's not just Trump is a felon. I mean, that's obviously a part of it, but the the ultimate conclusion is Trump is a is a felon who tried to overthrow the uh, the government, and therefore, if he wins this time, it's all over. That is going to be. Their argument. I mean, I think we all need to be prepared and ready for that. And the legal assault on Trump is a part of that. A, a it really the centerpiece of that narrative now going forward. So we have to come up with the counter narrative, um, and that's uh, something we'll be doing here. It's officially October, which also happens to be Cybersecurity Awareness Month. No better time than the present to protect your online activity. Be cyber smart by taking some basic steps to keep you and your family protected from identity theft. Everyone can take some important steps like using stronger passwords or setting up multi-factor authentication on your accounts. But there's something else you can do to really ensure you've got a good security system in place. Get LifeLock by Norton. You have a lot of information online from one purchase or another and certainly a lot of registrations. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock. Their online identity theft protection is second to none. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own like cyber hackers opening accounts in your name with your info and stealing from you without you knowing. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com and use promo code B-U-C-K for 25% off.
1: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone.
2: There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last Just go to puretalk.com slash buck and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch to my cell phone company, pure talk
1: up the Monday edition of the program. Encourage you as always go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you download play Travis Buck Sexton on iTunes. Boom. You can join the crew. We're going to have a brand new podcast as part of the Clay Travis Buck Sexton Network. Our friend Carol Markowitz will be debuting, I think, in the next week. Tudor Dixon Show is already killing it. Um, and uh, we'll have more great opportunities for you to get unique and original content. Just go subscribe to that podcast. And also, you can always go download the iHeartRadio app, and you can listen to this program anywhere in the country coming up on fall. Not too long now till the holiday travel season gets underway. Now that we are into October, it is officially Halloween season, I think, everywhere. Certainly in the Travis house where my wife has begun to put up all of the Halloween decorations, which terrify my kids. And even occasionally, I'll admit, Buck, late at night when I'm walking through the house and I'm not expecting to see uh, some of the uh, scary Halloween decorations, I will occasionally jump
2: uh, for a moment um because uh, of the halloween a lot of monsters moves. which one is is your favorite you know are you a dracula guy a werewolf guy
1: i think i like the uh the vampire movies the most probably um of of them what about you what would you go to
2: you know i mean for me the scariest movie of all time is no question the exorcist so that's obviously which they're a- redoing right the new
1: exorcist movie is coming out this in like the next week isn't it
2: is that Have you right? seen I this? I didn't know that.
1: No. Yeah, I think it's the 50 year anniversary. Staff can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's the 50 year anniversary of The Exorcist, and they are doing. I don't know if it's a remake or a new sequel. I'm not sure, but I'm almost 100 percent certain that there's a new Exorcist movie that is coming out, um, and it's pegged to arrive at the 50th anniversary of the original, which uh, is a very very scary movie for sure.
2: Yes. Um. I don't. I was. I think you know. There's some. There's some interesting werewolf movies out there. There's that series of movies where the vampires are fighting the werewolves, underworld or whatever, with the lady wearing all the leather, you know, with lots of guns. So I don't you know, know anything about this underworld. Oh, it was a big, uh, yeah, Kate Beckinsale. It was a whole, oh, series. I like Kate Beckinsale. She's very am, talented. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, I'm, I am unshocked <laughs> to hear. Um, she, uh, yeah, she's a vampire and they fight the werewolves, but they love the, they love one of the werewolves. I don't know. It's kind of crazy, man, but it did really well. They made a whole, a whole bunch of these movies.
1: Not right. the, that's different than the, like, uh, Mopey vampires, as my friend Mike Leach would say, right? Like, the what was the movie with all the Mopey vampires, and they also had the werewolves, like the Taylor Lautner, and... Uh, oh, and, oh,
2: yes, uh, the the Twilight, Twilight, Twilight series. series. Oh, how about, which, how about Greg, producer
1: Greg just immediately jumps in he and he it's a Twilight movies. One. Oh, it's great, it's one. very romantic, very, very touching.
2: Um, like, I, I, and have not I rarely read...
1: hear him in my ear and we're like, what is that? He's it's the Twilight movies. They're great, great films, Twilight films. Uh,
2: I haven't I haven't seen those ones, but yes, the brooding vampires and werewolves of that series are are quite quite something. So by the way, yeah, the our...
1: Exorcist Believer is being released this week. It's the first. Did you need to know about this at all, Buck? I didn't know this. Three new Exorcist films are being made. The second is going to be released um next in 2025. So they're making a trilogy of exorcist films
2: and the first one is going to be out in a couple of days. I now. do not recommend people go see because uh it will be very scary and you don't want to be walking around, you know, if you're in like a giant house like Clay's and you're walking <laughs> down a dark corridor and you hear something weird, you know. Man, I freaked out the other day. I had a tree frog land on my windshield. As I was driving, and that freaked me out for a second. I was like, what is that? I've actually got video of this. I should share it. Little tree I, frog right on the windshield.
1: I to be I, I sleepwalk still at the age of 44, and on late Saturday night, Buck, I, in full sprint, went outside the front door of my house into the street convinced that somebody was chasing me at, like, 2 a.m. Whoa. I'm a a legit sleepwalker, have been for my entire life. I don't think it's that common, but I will legitimately run, open doors, run outside. Never know what's going to happen. Be back with you Tuesday. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front front lines of of truth. truth. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway.
2: Born from the tragedy of 9 11, the Tonalta Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tonalta Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tonalta Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. Ninety-five cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month at Tunnel to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us.